doing, Doc? I need fuel. Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trains and out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel on election night. We're not going to talk politics. I just want to make it clear that, that is the day we're doing it because I don't think we've ever done it on an election night before. No. So no. I'm sure but most it people. It's a very important day outside of that the trade deadline. The trade deadline. The trade deadline. And yes. um, there were more interesting drops than there were trades. <laughs> uh, so we'll probably be seeing um, some decent pickups. In the next couple of days, unfortunately, we won't hear them tonight because yeah. it just happened. And I'll run down a few, and then we're just going to go over last week and next week's games, and uh, we'll talk about that kind of stuff. But uh, some of the people that were dropped, uh, the Titans released Vic Beasley, so somebody yep. maybe needing a little bit of a pass rush could, uh, could pick him up. Devin Asiasi was put on injured reserve, so not dropped, but... Uh, yeah. Yep. He played, but I don't think he had a target all year, so that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Lions placed Jared Davis on the reserve COVID list, so he probably yeah. won't be playing this week. Titans also released Jonathan Joseph, cornerback, yeah. 36 years old, so maybe a veteran presence on a team that might need some cornerbacks. I, you never know. Um, Dante Pettis was waived, a guy we had some high hopes for uh, not too long ago and uh, didn't fan out. So 49ers, even though they need wide receivers, are getting rid of wide receivers, so that tells you how well Dante Pettis has been doing. <laughs> uh, the Bears placed Bobby Massey on IR with his knee injury. Uh, we saw that one happen in the Saints game. That, that kind of sucked. Ben DiNucci probably won't make another start uh, <laughs> mm, after... Mm. His pretty much giant stinker against the Eagles. Uh, it's going to be, what was it, Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush? I, um, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Miles Gaskin's going to miss a couple of games with a sprained MCL. That's uh, bad because he was a nice welcome presence for a lot of owners out there. Yeah, for the, sure. The Dolphins did acquire DeAndre Washington. I don't know if that means anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't pay attention to that really. No, much. probably not. Um, George Kittle's going to be out a while. That's that's mm-hmm. not a good thing. So Jordan Reed was limited in Tuesday's practice. <laughs> Whether or not he'll be able to go for more than a game. Is it going to be Jordan Reed or is it going to be Ross Dwelly? I mean, I just think Ayuk's going to get a ton of. Of looks this week, right? I mean, there's well, no it's question. Nick Mullins, I mean, it's so here, here on out. <laughs> uh, if oh, well, yeah, the, I think Mullins is doing it too. I, there's no question. If the 49ers were serious about making a run, they should have been inquiring about somebody like Fitzpatrick or somebody of that nature. Not that the <laughs> Dolphins were going to get rid of them, but uh, they need something better than what they've got there. They've obviously seen now Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer, just like we've been saying no. for a couple of years now. Not not the answer there are times where i see mullins and i'm like you know what i think he almost is a better quarterback than garoppolo are, i hate to say it but man there are I, days I, I just think garoppolo is not good he's not good he looked so good when he had an amazing defense behind him 
And yes, now that their defense is, they're still good, but that entire division is so good that mm-hmm. you have to have a good offense as well in order to keep up with them. So, sorry, 49ers. I mean, you're still in the hunt, but it's going to be a long road ahead. They're uh, not in the hunt. I don't, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're, they're technically in the hunt. That's all that matters. <laughs> technically. The Jets are still in the hunt then. Because yes, we're not they've not been from eliminated from contention. Okay. Uh, Will Fuller almost traded to the Packers, but mm-hmm. not quite. Apparently, they couldn't come to an agreement. It sounded like the Texans were looking for a second-round pick, which is a lot to ask for for a guy who, yeah. until this year, has had a very hard time staying on the field and is going to be a free agent after the year too, I believe. So you don't want to just, let me just say, I'm really glad they didn't trade him (laughs) because I just traded for Will Fuller and not that I wouldn't want Will Fuller on the Packers, right? Because I think that would be a really good thing for Will Fuller. And as far as fantasy goes, but I just traded for him. And then if they would have traded him to the Packers, there's no chance he would have been able to play for the Packers nope. because they play on Thursday night. Right. So I'm just I'm really really happy that that did not go down. As as much as I would like to have him on the Packers, I think he could even be a little better if he was on the Packers. Now, if that would to have happened, it would have taken a chunk out of Adams, I think. But Adams has been so good. Yeah, he has I, been. Do they even need Fuller? Like they just throw to Adams constantly. And well, I think Lazard's going to be coming back somewhat soon. So I don't think they. If need they to want to win in the playoffs against good DBs, they're going to need more than just one wide receiver. They can do it against their That's division, true. That's true. but as far as playoff teams goes, it's it's going to be rough. And speaking of going to be rough, that Thursday night game is going to be rough with all the mm-hmm. injuries that the 49ers have and all the uh, COVID related things that the Packers just ran into. AJ Dillon and Jamal Williams both on that COVID list, which sucks because I had Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams in my Superflex Dynasty. So I was like, it's okay if Aaron Jones goes out. Yes, I'm missing a few points, but Jamal Williams was an adequate backup in that league. Now I'm scrambling and I'm trying to pick up Dexter Williams because I think he's (laughs) probably going to be the guy. Tyler Irvin is the other guy they're talking about, but he's more of a return man yeah, practice squatter. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where that's where Williams was. Dexter was true. Practice true. squad. They just brought him up. So it's like, what? I mean, uh, can they just throw the ball every down? I mean, do they? They have might to even run the ball. They might. <laughs> uh, that's probably what their plan is. I mean, they're probably going to hand it off a few times, but yeah, it's if they're being successful throwing it, they're going to throw it. And um, some of the outs for San Francisco. A couple of guys who just came back. Debo Samuel and Tevin Coleman have already been ruled out mm-hmm. because it's a Thursday night game. I was <laughs> I, I mean, was excited. You gave me hyped up for Tevin Coleman. I even put him in a couple of yeah. DFS lineups. I was like, oh, he's cheap, sneaky. He might get it, and then he gets hurt right away. So doesn't matter, yeah. and I was getting him back in the flag league. So I was like, oh, I got another option at running back finally, and yeah, <laughs> it didn't really matter. It would have worked. It would have worked, too. It really would. I think, I think it would have. look. I'm going to look it up real quick if I can. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm Jimmy Garoppolo sure is going to be gone again. Uh, looks like another four to six weeks. The hope is that it will return mid to late December, but surgery, surgery could become a necessity. So then it's Mullins and or C.J. Beathard, and 
That's not really good either. Um, Philip Dorsett yeah. underwent surgery, and what do you got for us? I'm just talking about Tevin Coleman. Uh, what I was going to say is he had three rushes for 20 yards. So, I mean, it's not 10 yards per rush, but it's pretty <laughs> darn close to that. I mean, the guy the guy was going to be the bell call for the team. He was. Because there was nobody else to go to. So, it sucks, and I don't know what the Niners are going to do. I, they are so they're so hurt. Like yeah. I, they might as well just give up this, this year. Just say we're done. There's no point in even a try anymore. They might as well just try to get the best draft pick <laughs> they can get and just hope for something better than what they got. Cause these guys are just getting hurt left and right. right. Mostert, Coleman. And then it's, it's Garoppolo. Their defensive players have gotten hurt. <laughs> it's really quite crazy. And I, it's unfortunate because it is very, they had a chance to be something, but, When you get hurt constantly, it's impossible to be something. Yep. Um, Well, the only other trade I think that went down, unless I'm missing something, the only other trade I saw was the Patriots acquiring Isaiah Ford from the Dolphins in exchange for a conditional 2022 sixth-round pick. They're like, I don't even know. Like, does it matter, the Patriots? And – Here's what I'm going to say about the Patriots. It looks like Tom Brady knew that they had run out of money and they couldn't get anything going and weren't going to be able to get any free agents or keep anybody around or sign the guys. And he was done taking pay cuts. So I think that was probably the biggest reason he got out of Dodge and the biggest reason that the Patriots look absolutely horrible. Now, they did have a chance this last week, and we'll get into that, but yeah. Isaiah Ford isn't going to be the answer. He's he's a decent young wide receiver, but I don't think it really matters in New England <laughs> right now. Other than Watch that. Watch, he's going to go off. Yeah, other than that. <laughs> and now it's time for Twat, this week's Antonio Troubles. I told you, yes. every week. Until yes. he is no longer uh, on the face of the earth, we'll probably be doing <laughs> the twat seb- segment. And, of course, there's not much going on, but he was officially put on the roster today. <laughs> so whether he sees a lot on Play the that field. Man, his money. <laughs> oh, what was going on? Network. Thank you again, sir, for the bits. I appreciate it. But yeah. He's officially on the roster, whether he sees 10 snaps or 35 snaps. Bruce Arians Mm -hmm. isn't giving anything away. He's kind of pulling a Bill Belichick in that (laughs) regard. But, you know, I don't know. I think, and I've been very hesitant to even say anything on Antonio (laughs) Brown, but now that he's here, I think he's going to get more looks than what I was originally thinking. Mm. I think it's going to be... Tom Brady sees him, at least initially, is going to be a decent amount of looks because he's going to say, all right, I got this guy. I, I told Arians I wanted him. Arians is saying that it was on him <laughs> and not Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I don't give a crap. I, we Whatever. all know it was you, Tom. Yeah. But um, I think he's going to say, I wanted this guy. I'm going to prove it. And then if it doesn't work out, then he'll start going other places. But Tom Brady, I mean, last week even, he threw like to nine different guys or something he like did. that. So it's it's pretty crazy that he is just throwing it all over the place. So normally I would say I would expect uh, that to continue, and Antonio Brown's going to get a few receptions, but not a lot. 
But I think initially he's going to try and prove it as much as possible with Antonio Brown to say that, yes, I got him for a reason. Check this out. Yeah, the but site I'm looking at, the you know, just for some of the news articles, uh, says no one should be surprised if Brown's snap total blows by 35 if he's in shape and hits the ground running. But then they also say Brown still can't be regarded as anything more than a low floor WR4 for Week 9 in fantasy. Now, I don't agree no, with that. his floor is very low. I would say that. Yes, his floor, floor is low. low. But I think the ceiling is higher than most people think. Oh, for sure. If he is in... In, in as much shape as they say he's in, it means mm-hmm. he probably hasn't lost a step. He definitely didn't forget right. how to catch a football, and he's already <laughs> worked with Tom Brady in the past. So yeah. there is zero reason for me to believe that if he doesn't get out there and catch a couple passes right away, he's going to have a giant week. And if he is cheap in DFS, I'm going to play him. I'm, we're, we'll oh, see yeah. what he's yeah. uh, how much he is on Sunday morning, but I'm probably going to have him in a bunch of lineups because I think mm-hmm. if he is if he's in with Brady, he's he's going to be in with Brady, and there's no turning back <laughs> once he's out there. Yep. So, yeah. Um, but that is pretty much it for the most exciting trade deadline ever. Um, <laughs> let's get to reviewing wow. some of last week's action. Uh, we started off on a Thursday night game between Atlanta and Carolina. It was a pretty boring game most of the way around. Again, we had no CMC, and Mike Davis was just okay. Yeah. Nothing yep. spectacular. Uh, yep. DJ Moore was just okay. Robbie Anderson was just okay. There was nothing there yeah. except for Julio, who had his 7 for 137, and Todd Gurley's 2.5 yards of carrying a touchdown. That's what yep. we're used to. So there now, I'll was... say this about Robbie Anderson. He started out really good with a, oh, uh, yeah. a good 26, 18, well, actually it was more like 19, 11, 17, 20, and then the last three games have just been very okay, which is fine. Yeah. It's it's already more than I was expecting to get out <laughs> right, of him exactly. from the start of the season. But with the first five weeks, you expected him to get you know a good 15 points per game, which it, I, he's close to that. But it's 12, 14, and 10. The last three weeks have not been what you were getting out of him the first five. And we've seen him. He At one point, he was, what, a top five fantasy yeah. wide receiver. Now yeah. he's down to 13, and he hasn't had a bye week yet. So he's going to have his bye That's week, true. and then he's going to drop a little lower. He'll still be a yep. nice RB t- or wide receiver two and, you know, high upside wide receiver three, and you're not going to take him out of your lineups. But – he no, is no, finally no. coming back down to where we thought he was going to be on the high side before the mm-hmm. season started. So, uh, yeah, other than that, in that game, it was absolutely boring. Nothing really happened. So then we can move right into that New England and Buffalo game that they were about to come back and at least tie <laughs> that game and go into overtime, but Cam Newton done fumbled again and gave it to Buffalo. Yeah. Who There was... Really bad weather in that game. Yes, there so, was. I can understand why it was a very uh, stinky game for even Josh Allen. Like, it was tough because I wanted to play Josh Allen against New England. I was like, okay, I like the yeah. matchup, and then, but then also at the same time, I'm like, well, Tannehill, he's he's probably going to give me something. 
Well, at the end of the day, I still started Josh Allen. And if I would have started Tannehill, I wouldn't have had to have a heart attack. Yes. With, with, with the game that I barely won <laughs> uh, in the flag league. But, man, it, uh, I couldn't believe it. I was down. Or no, we were, like, basically tied in the flag league. And I had two defensive players who normally don't score the, the 20 points, whatever it is, they, a piece that they got or close to it. And then I was going against Tom Brady and Gronk, and I said, "There's no chance I'm going to win this game." Yet, at the I somehow did. I hey. <laughs> I love it when fantasy fo- football just comes around to that. Like, you just like you don't expect to win. You think your season's done because I've had a, a hard struggle the last few weeks. I'm scoring the points, yes. but I'm just losing. I'm losing the games. So I'm just really happy that I won this game. Yeah, and then That's all. <laughs> in in the rest of that game, it was all on the ground. Like you said, the weather was not very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it would have been a little bit nicer had the two running back rushing touchdowns got split between Singletary and Moss because they both yeah. had good games on the ground. Both had 80 yards rushing, averaged almost yeah. the same, but Zach Moss got both of the touchdowns and Zach Moss probably wasn't in very many lineups, so the points just kind of went missing. And as far as the Patriots go, it was, again, Damian Harris had 100 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Newton did all his damage on the ground. And it was Jacoby Myers for the Patriots and Stephon Diggs for the Bills, and that was it. If you had anybody else, you did not have a very good week. Uh, I agree. This is Damian Harris's best week. Yeah. So I don't. I think they're maybe flexing to him a little more than. It does guys, seem like they're leaning on him yeah. finally. So if you gotta play a running back for the Patriots and you have Damian Harris, he seems like a fairly consistent play at the moment. Uh, we'll see yeah. going forward. We always know Bill Belichick can change his mind at any minute. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we can move to one of the best games of the week as far as watching just. What was going to happen? Because there was a lot to take in. Uh, The Dolphins at the Rams. It was Tua's first start, and he didn't do hardly anything. He had 93 yards in the air and a touchdown, and he had two rushes for no yards. So guess what? (laughs) It was all on the other side of the ball for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Actually, both defenses were decent, uh, but Jared Goff threw two interceptions. There was not much on the ground for the Rams. Cooper Cup had 21 targets, but barely caught (laughs) half of them. If he would have caught a little more, it would have been an insane day for him. Both both Cup and Woods did really well. Yeah, they were both excellent. As far as fantasy goes, it was unreal. Now, I did hear that Cup... I could be wrong, but didn't Cup get like banged up or something? I swear. I don't remember hearing any of that. Let me... uh, Look at the L.A. Rams news and see what we've got going on. I am not seeing Cooper Cup, blah, blah, blah. We had our first 20-target game of the season, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I'm wrong. Left us still enough. Yeah, I see nothing about an injury, which is good because I still have him and I do not want him out of my lineup. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, as we said earlier, Miles Gaskin's going to be out a couple of weeks. So what they do there, will they actually activate Jordan Howard and keep him as a, <laughs> somebody on the roster? He's been a healthy scratch multiple times this year. Matt Breda didn't do much. Uh, we really mm-hmm. didn't get a good look at the Miami offense with two of this last week. 
because Jared Goff was not very good and was throwing interceptions. So we still don't know exactly how that Miami offense is going to look because if, if this is an indication they're in trouble and all of your Preston Williams and Devontae Parker and uh, Mike Gesicki shares are not going to be very good for very yeah, long. It's it, it's already begging the question, what would have happened if them interceptions didn't happen? Would, to, would, would, would he have been able to right. take this team and win this game? Because I would almost expect – that Fitzpatrick would have at least given mm-hmm. you a chance to win the game without it, without the interceptions. But, right. man, I, I don't know. It's already begging that question. We're already going down that road to where, yes, Miami won the game. <laughs> Good for them. They're still doing – they're still getting the win. But will they continue to get these wins when Tua under center? And at the moment, I would just – there's no reason to even play Tua in fantasy football. No. But with Fitzpatrick – you were def- definitely yes. considering it. We week. were like, considering okay, it. Giving me something good. <laughs> we were happy to have Ryan Fitzpatrick oh, as our yes. super yes. flex starter in the one league, which we yes. finally took our first <laughs> loss. We played one of the best teams in the league other than us, and we still scored yeah. more points than over half of the teams in the league. So there was a good chance if we'd have played anybody else, we would have had a shot at winning, but yes. that's, yeah, okay. that's okay. That's okay. You, um, you win some, you lose some. That's right. Uh, then we can move along to the Steelers and the Ravens. Uh, ben Roethlisberger was okay, did just enough, but Lamar Jackson didn't look very good. His stats seemed okay, but he didn't seem himself in that game. Now, granted, Steelers' defense yeah. was really good, so that has a lot to do with it, but it's not like yeah. Steelers were taking advantage of everything. They still had to come back and win that game and then – Ravens were actually uh, marching down the field and had an opportunity to score. Willie Sneed had the ball in his hands in the end zone. It just happened to be like three defenders there to knock him around while he was in the air and he couldn't hang on to it. No fault of his because I don't know anybody that could have hung on to that ball, but they did have a (laughs) shot and Willie Sneed had five for 106 and we love Willie Sneed on this oh, show. Yes. He, I love Willie. Anytime he has a good game, I have a smile on my face. But <laughs> other than that, uh, well, anybody who ran the ball for the Ravens was good. Dobbins had his first good game of the season. It took him a while to get going because I saw mm-hmm. a lot of Gus Edwards early, and he was fine. And then Dobbins later on finally started taking over, and he had over 100 yards rushing. So it was good to see him in a somewhat featured role, although he had yeah. 15 carries, Gus Edwards had 16 carries, and Lamar Jackson had 16 carries. So there was a lot of running, uh, but everybody was doing okay, except for kind of Lamar Jackson. He only had a 4.1 yeah. average, so it was... Well, uh, he he didn't do good as far as what I want him to do, not just for him in fantasy. He, he's getting the fantasy numbers, not like what you were expecting probably. Right. But he's getting enough quarterback fantasy numbers. But when it comes to the guys that he's thrown the ball to, mm. it's just not working out. It it's is not. not good. He is not – he's like almost like he's reverting back to the the year before where he couldn't throw the ball right. very well. So he's still able to run the ball. He's giving you the fantasy points there. And he's still able to throw sometimes. It, but it, it's really hurting. It's really hurting the guys that you were counting on. Hollywood, it's it's hurting uh, Mark Andrews. Right. It's hurting all of them. It's getting, it's getting to the point to where Mark Andrews it has some 
consecutive weeks where it's been really sad. It has been. So I have to look this up real quick. Yep. I'll go. I'm looking at the same site you are probably. Uh, Mark Andrews is seventh overall, which is still okay for tight ends. That's but fine. You're going to start it. His last two but weeks the last are two not weeks, good. Last two weeks, five or under for points. Yeah. And he did have a 17-week um, four weeks ago. But the, it's just the last three weeks because he had a bye, you've been playing a guy mm-hmm. or not playing a guy, and he's not giving you any points. He's not giving you enough to get anything good out of your tight end position. So it's getting to the point where I'm just starting to think, all right, well, <laughs> can I start him this week? And it's it's frustrating because you're getting to the point of the season where you need the points. You want to win these games to get yourself into the playoff picture right, exactly. for fantasy football. And if you're not getting it out of somebody like Mark Andrews, who you were expecting to get it from, mm-hmm. it's it's pushing it. Now, he's only had really good three good weeks, if you look at it. Yes, exactly. Week two, four points. Week three, six points. And then the last three weeks were very underwhelming. So it's it's starting to get to that point to where you got to consider something else. Yep. And then as far as the Steelers go, there wasn't anything spectacular uh, James Conner got a touchdown on the ground, had a couple of catches, whoop-de-doo. Juju yep. Smith-Schuster has had a couple of good weeks in a row, at least consistently average good weeks in a row. Um, What's happening with Deontay Johnson? He keeps getting banged up and coming back and banged up in the middle of games and on <laughs> off weeks. It's it's hard to have any faith in Deontay Johnson. Uh, it's like a Sammy Watkins all over again. Just get healthy, man. Right. Just get healthy. You're seven and zero. One hundred percent. Don't come back. <laughs> he he's he's got the ability to be something really special, like really special. Yes, he does. But if you're not going to play, man, it's gonna it's putting us in a bad position as fantasy owners. <laughs> and I know you, I know you really care about us, right? Of course. People. But please, Deontay, if you're if you care about us, just get healthy <laughs> and stay on the field. Just please because he's a fantastic wide receiver. Yep. We all can see that already, but we need you on the field. We do. Uh, Eric Ebron and Chase Claypool were the guys to get touchdowns. And Ian yeah. Claypool is another you know, network has been touting him for the whole oh, season, like and he is a like an him. excellent talent, but he is just one of the guys on the Steelers that you don't know who is going to get the targets and well, the red zone way. I don't think Juju is staying around next year. So I think it's going to be Claypool and Deontay Johnson as your best receivers, and I think there's going to be a, a lot more of Claypool than what we're even seeing now. I mean, he had one really bad week, and that was two right. weeks ago. He had he, he had almost negative points in some leagues. And then week one, he was getting acclimated, and then he did have a week three. It was really bad, actually, as well. I'm looking at it right now. But he had, other than that, 20, a 42.5, an 18.9, and a 13.6 just this last week. So that is plenty good enough for a rookie rookie wide receiver. Oh, of course. You probably weren't even close to expecting that. So I think at some point Juju is going to not be on the Steelers, and it's going to be Claypool and Deontay Johnson and whoever else they're going to put out there. I can't imagine it's going to be. Uh, Washington at this point he's been almost garbage yeah but they're good at drafting wide receivers so I'm sure there'll be somebody else next year that they uh, keep an eye on yes yep and then the upset of the week the Cincinnati Bengals beat up on the Tennessee Titans and here's a stat that I had saw earlier Uh, I can't repeat it verbatim but it was something uh, along the lines of the Titans paid so much money to get Jadavion Clowney and Vic Beasley or whoever it was, you know, they just released Beasley. 
through seven games now, no sacks, no nothing. And the Bengals didn't even have their original starting five offensive linemen on the field for this game, and they couldn't get pressure on Joe Burrow. He didn't get sacked once by anybody on the Titans. And it just, it was weird. This was the first time in the time that Derrick Henry has been playing for the Titans, the first time that they ever lost when he had over 100 yards rushing. That's insane. It blows my mind. And It's weird because I'm not surprised the Bengals won because I actually think they're a pretty good team, and I think Joe Burrow is a good quarterback. And it's it's been proven already. Even this last week, he's actually – he looked good. The only thing is when I when I think the Bengals beat the Titans, I think that Joe Burrow is going to get over 35 points in a game. But yet he only had like 26 points, only two touchdowns, and 249 yards passing. Now, it's really not that much when you're scoring 31 points. So this is something that I was expecting more of, right. more points from somebody like Joe Burrow who has been – he has given you a lot of points in the past, yep. even, even though they've lost. But I'm not surprised that they beat the Titans. I think it's it's a, it's a somewhat of a surprise, like you're expecting the Titans to win. But I'm not surprised at all. I think the Bengals are right around the corner. Next year, they're going to be a, a team to really be uh, uh, reckoned with because it's going to be they're 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 definitely heading in the right direction. That whole division is crazy, though. It is really think about. And it. they did this mm-hmm. all without Joe Mixon. Giovanni Bernard yes, looked true. great. That's true. Samaje Pirine. Remember that name? <laughs> Samaje Pirine. I know you remember, remember because you got the other Pirine on the Jets <laughs> over there, but Samaje Pirine got in the end zone. He got playing time, 10 carries with a long of 16 yards, which means he had nine yeah. for a total of 16 yards. So he wasn't exactly amazing out there, but. Without Joe Mixon, they were still able to de- be decent on the ground, and they scored twice. Bernard and Pirine yep. both got in the end zone. Uh, yep. Boyd and then Bernard got a, a receiving touchdown as well. So anybody that picked up Giovanni Bernard for the absence of Joe Mixon has, I think, been getting more points out of Gio than they were with Joe Mixon, and that's not that's a crazy. good thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is for fantasy purposes, but for anybody that's got Joe Mixon, like, well, I don't even want him to come back now. I'd rather just keep playing Giovanni Bernard, but you know that's well, not going to happen. they're going to get him back probably, well, not next week because they're on by, but they're going to get him back in two weeks, I would assume. Right. But, yeah, Bernard, last couple of weeks, 25 points each week. So, I mean, what 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 else can you expect? What what more do you want out of him? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, a, that's insane. Even, even before that, he's still giving you points because he was the backup to Mixon. So it's like, man, the guy has been – a uh, well, it's the word for it. A, a pleasant surprise sure. when it comes to when he's starting, but yeah, I, I would I would temper expectations because I'm assuming Mixon's going to be back in a couple weeks. Now another guy that I actually had in one of my uh, winning or winning ish lineups of DFS was Corey Davis. He had eight for 128 yes. and a touchdown. That was a very very nice surprise. I mean, I was just hoping for you know, five, six catches and 70, 80 mm-hmm. yards, and he would have been well worth uh, the salary that I took him at. But to get 26 points out of him, that was that was a nice little cherry on the top on that lineup that oh, yes. I created. And he has the, been fairly consistent this year. He's been extremely consistent. <laughs> he's been averaging 17.6 points per game. I mean, if you just look at the week one, 18 and a half, 13.2 
uh, 12.5, 15.9, and now 28.2, which is actually the most inconsistent he's been. But that's a good right. thing because he gave you a lot of points. But, I mean, the guy has been really solid straight across the line. You're not getting a bunch of humps or, or a bunch of dips. So the guy, it, when I'm – when I, when I talk about fantasy football, I love to see the consistency, and I'd never thought in my no. life that I would say Corey Davis was going <laughs> to be a consistent wide receiver. But for this team, for Tannehill, for the way this thing is working, Corey Davis is 100% somebody. If you got him, you're starting him now. And I started him last week on the uh, the the one league that we're in together with Network and all oh, the other right. ones. we got two quarterbacks. I started him and I said this is going to work out just fine and it did. I don't I don't honestly I don't know if I won that league. I didn't look yet. <laughs> but I I I've been doing really well in that league so I'm pretty happy with what I got. Well, I haven't. So good luck to you cuz there's no <laughs> way I'm coming back in that one. But as far as Corey <laughs> Davis goes, I was about ready like going into their bye week, I was about ready to tell everybody, "Hey, keep an eye on him. Maybe put an offer out there because he was consistent. It wasn't like Super amazing. He wasn't getting 20-plus points every game, but he was good yeah. enough where you could set him in the lineup and forget him. And then he had his little bout. I think he had a COVID thing and then came off, and he missed two weeks yeah. after the bye. And I was like, oh, yeah. do I really want to go after him now? Is he going to be the same consistency as he was before the bye week and all that? And he has actually been better coming He's off better, of yeah. those couple of weeks. So yep. uh, definitely keeping an eye on him going forward. But if you got him, you're putting him in the lineup. And uh, if there's anybody out there that had doubts about Corey Davis that still owns him, maybe you can talk him out of him. Because <laughs> if they've owned him for multiple seasons, they'll probably still have a little resentment towards what Corey Davis has done for them. <laughs> and you might still be able to get him a little bit cheaper. <laughs> Now, let's talk about a game that we probably don't need to talk about. The Raiders versus the Browns. Oh, boy. That was one of the stinkiest games I've ever watched. Um, <sighs> and I, I just watched a little bit of it. But the only person worth having in this entire game was Josh Jacobs. And even then, that was just kind of a, well, at least he got you double-digit points because everybody else completely and utterly stunk. Jarvis Landry who had one hell of a catch. I don't know if you saw that one, but it was it, it was amazing. It, the one thing I want to say about Landry, and he only had four catches for fifty-two yards, but, so it looks like it's very average or just below average. But he had eleven, 11 targets. Yes. So uh, I'm looking at the targets, and I'm thinking no OBJ, and there's eleven targets going his way. That's the most target okay. that he's been targeted all year. I really, really like that. You got to throw this game to the side. Say the fact that right. okay, you got four catches, that's fine. But the 11 targets, that's key. And I think that's going to be a big one for us. And if you remember, we've been talking about this for three or so, four weeks maybe now. The target share, there was a bunch of targets. Well, not a bunch because there wasn't a lot of going on. But yeah. a good portion of the targets for this game was still to the tight ends. And yes. Austin Hooper's not Hooper. back out there yet. Hooper, Hooper, but Hooper. But you were saying it last week. When he comes back, yep. he could be a very valuable addition to your fantasy team since, again, tight ends just kind of suck this year. So uh, <laughs> we're having to scramble hopefully, at some points. Hopefully you listened to me and you picked him up when I said, because I, I don't know if he's going to be available at this point. People are going to start seeing it. Now, luckily, they got a buy. 
Right. So maybe there's still a chance he's out there. Mm-hmm. People that like, I don't want to pick somebody up when there's a bye this next week. Right. So if there's a, if he's still out there, go get him. He's going to give you really good numbers when he when when he comes back, which I'm assuming is going to be after this bye. So he's gonna he's it's gonna be amazing. I, I can't. I, I honestly I think he's going to win people leagues because of this. I hope you're right because we've always liked Austin Hooper. We just didn't know what we were yeah. getting with him when he went to Cleveland. We knew he was a focal point in Atlanta because of the way they run their offense. But I think when he comes back and the Browns come off by, I think that is going to be a match made in heaven. Agreed, 100%. Speaking of the opposite, a match made in hell, Chiefs and Jets. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it just happened to be the next game in the list. Um, Can can the Jets just play one quarter and then call it a day? You know... <laughs> the the first half was fine. All right, we were we stuck around with them. I knew we were going to lose, but it still looked like we were okay. And it, but then the second half, we we can't score. I don't understand what is happening. Why is Gay still our coach? I know we want the number one pick. <laughs> I know that. So this is probably the best way to do it. But why is Adam Gay still the head coach? Seriously, I don't know. He is garbage. Every first down, like every single first down, is a run. It's so predictable, man. I got to look it up. I'm not going to look up right now, but I'm going to look it up some other time. I'm going to see how many times on first and 10 we have ran the ball, and it's got to be over 70%. And it's just so predictable. I can't stand it. But But. um, outside of that, the first quarter, I thought Denzel Mims looked fantastic. And then after that, it was just a bunch of garbage. And I don't know what's going on (laughs) with the Jets. I don't know why we're so terrible because we should be theoretically better than what we were last year, but we are far worse than what we were last year. Yep, it's mind-boggling how much worse, because they shouldn't have gotten worse for any reason whatsoever. (laughs) Um, And and the weird thing about this game was the final score was 35-9. to Yes, it yes. was a blowout. Yes, they covered the 19-and-a-half-point spread, whatever yes, it was, did, yeah. which I was thinking, you know, in that first half, I was like, oh, maybe they're actually going to beat the spread at least, and yep, you know, yep. that didn't work. But the weird thing <laughs> about it was the Chiefs only ran the ball 20 times and only had 50 yards on the ground. You would mm-hmm. think with the score as high as it was, they would have at least been chewing some clock in the second half, but Patrick Mahomes had... 416 yards and five touchdowns in the air. Like, what is going on? It looks so easy. It does. It looks so, so easy (laughs) for him and for that team. And I just watched that game. I'm just like, how can we not do anything like this? Not even close to this. Like, he's throwing 20-some yard, 30-some yard passes, and the guy's wide open. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any of that ever on the Jets. It, it has to be either it's either scheme, which I believe is a lot of it, or it's the fact that our wide receivers just aren't good enough, which I think is some of it, because it, Tyreek Hill is obviously a speedster, and he knows how to run his routes, and he gets open. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just – I, and then the little shuffle pass. I don't know if you saw that to, to – uh, uh, the tight end, I can't think of his name. Travis Kelsey, yeah, I saw that one. Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, he doesn't have to do anything. He just turns around, and then the shuffle passes right in his chest, and he gets a touchdown. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it reminds me a lot of Brett Favre. I've said this, I don't yep. know how many times. You have. But the guy does the shuffle passes. He does all these little sidearm things. He throws deep balls right on, right on the money. 
he is just he's so entertaining to watch. I'm sitting there watching the game. I don't know why I'm watching the game. I'm a Jets fan. I still watch the games for some reason. And I'm just looking at this guy. This guy is entertaining to watch. We're getting crushed. I'm like, man, Mahomes is so good. Like, I just, it's so fun to watch the guy, even though when you're a Jets fan and you're getting crushed and you're 0-8, it's just fun to watch. Now, there was one thing that Jets fans probably at least had a smile on their face about. And that was the fact that Le'Veon <laughs> Bell did absolutely nothing. And again, yeah. I am reiterating this. Le'Veon Bell is not here for the regular season. Le'Veon Bell is here to spell CEH here and there. And he is going to be a factor in the playoffs. Now, right. hold on now, because Le'Veon Bell outperformed CEH this week. Le'Veon had 6.8 points. <laughs> <laughs> and Clyde Edwards Hilaire had a total of 5.2 points. So that's a big difference. That's I'm a telling huge you, man. difference. Yes. He also averaged <laughs> 1.2 yards a carry on his six carries. So, uh, yeah. It's big. That's it's big. huge, huge. Le'Veon. Anyway, <laughs> let's move <laughs> on. Uh, the Colts, the 5-2 and two Colts. I, it, I did not yeah, expect strange. them I to agree. be this good, at least have this kind yep. of a record. This deep in the season with the five. Now hold on goal. now. We're talking about Philip Rivers. He's yeah. doing well. He's doing well the last time few weeks. To screw up. <laughs> but but we're talking about Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen the San Diego uh, Chargers plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Be have a good record. Mm-hmm. Looks like they're doing everything right. And mm-hmm. then the last few games of the seasons, they completely blow everything. And that's what Philip Rivers does. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, <laughs> but you're but saying I'm just it's going to happen this year. <laughs> that's what Philip Rivers does. That's right. Just saying. But as of right now, he has been fairly good fantasy quarterback and. They beat the Detroit Lions, who... I'll say this. He's been good the last couple weeks that he's played. Yes. Now, they had a bye week uh, sandwiched in between the last couple weeks, but 35 and 31 points, that's pretty good. But the, the weeks before that, really not that great. Right. I mean, so it's 20, 21 points and then a bunch of stuff under 20 and even one under 10. So I, he's really not been great for fantasy. But the last couple weeks, he has been. Yes. So keep an eye on it. I wouldn't expect to want to have him, especially since they're going against the Ravens next week. That right. is a no way, no way, no how. And we got, it was a very lackluster fantasy performance for the Colts overall uh, besides Rivers because guess what? Jonathan Taylor didn't do anything on the ground. Niam Hines didn't do anything on the ground. He had three catches yeah. for two touchdowns. But Jordan Wilkins had 20 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown. I kept looking is like, Jonathan Taylor hurt and I couldn't find anything. And then he's getting another carry in like the third and fourth quarter. I'm like, what is going on? Apparently Jordan Wilkins just had the lion's number this week and they were just going to well, roll with it. Uh, he does have an injury. He has a minor ankle or ankle injury. Ah. Has some kind of issue. I don't know what it is exactly, <laughs> but it is, uh, it's, if it stays around, what are you going to do? Wow. You just continue to go with Wilkins. Just, just have him sit. Don't, don't play Jonathan Taylor. So we know exactly what's going to happen. Because if this, if this is, if he's in and out and in and out, it's going to be really difficult to start any of these guys on the team. But if we know one hundred percent that Jonathan Taylor is not going to be playing, I do really, really like Naim Hines still. Uh, he's going to get the receptions, and he's if he's going to get receptions, there's a chance he gets receptions for touchdowns as sure. well. So I, I, I'm good with that. But if they if he's active, 
I can't I can't play any of them at it, this point. I have to know 100% that he's either all in or all out. Now, <laughs> here, here's the snippet that I found. Uh, it says, okay. Colts coach Frank Wright said Jonathan Taylor is dealing with a, quote-unquote, a little bit of an ankle injury. For what it's worth, Reich went on to add that Taylor's ankle injury didn't actually come up until after the game. Wilkins okay. still out-snapped Taylor 39-26. to 26. The So Dean, what's that about then? Yeah, I, what's I, that I about? Know. It was a season-high 21 touches for Wilkins. Uh, they also say Taylor can't possibly be trusted as an RB2 in Week 9 unless this situation sorts itself out on the injury report. I guess exactly. In, exactly. I, I might have to play Jordan Wilkins in the flag league because if he can get as many <laughs> well, touches as he did. If you have him in did, that league, I understand. Yeah, exactly. 100%. But yeah. it, it was weird. Uh, their tight ends were uh, all the rage this week. Jack Doyle had a touchdown in the air. Moelle Cox mm-hmm. got back onto the field, and Trey Burton had a rushing touchdown. I think mm-hmm. that's his second rushing touchdown of the year already, which is a little <laughs> bit weird. Um, we'll take it. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, you'll, you'll take it. You'll take it. Michael Pittman Jr. came back, but he only had one target. I'm not too mm-hmm. uh, excited about that. For the Lions, there was a bunch of nothing on the ground. DeAndre Swift had six carries for a whole one yard. Uh, Marvin Hall had four for 113 yards. T.J. Hawkinson had 10 targets, seven catches. Marvin Jones Jr. had three Marvin catches Jones. for two touchdowns. And Kerryon Johnson yeah. had a receiving touchdown. Now, Kenny Galladay did get banged up in that game. Uh, I'm going to look and see what his official diagnosis was. I think... He's going to be doubtful or something. He's uh, we won't to play. play. Yeah, he'll have more tests yeah. to see where he's at moving forward. It's clearly not a good sign. Currently in the midst of a contract year. But it doesn't even really say what happened in that clip. Does it say I'm good. Well, yeah, a I hip don't know. injury? I think it's it someone with ribs or something. Hip is what it says. So, But I think Marvin I think Marvin Jones, it, it, he's, he might be available in a waiver wire or whatever, but I'm thinking DFS. I'm yes. thinking this guy is going to be somewhat cheap, and he's going to give you a good, a good week this week. He very so well could I, be. I'm very well going to Marvin Jones in in a lot of my DFS lineups this week. All right, move along to a an upsetting performance for the state we live in because the Packers lost <laughs> to the Vikings, even though Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams still had good weeks fantasy-wise, which is all yes, I care did. about when it comes to the Packers <laughs> right now, and that was fine, but they just didn't have it going on for whatever reason, and it's not like the Vikings as a team were doing great. It was all Dalvin Cook for the first time yes. in NFL history. First yeah. time in NFL history, the same person scored on the first four possessions of a game. I mean, it, when you're watching that, you got to be thinking, is he going to get like seven touchdowns? I know. <laughs> then they never scored again. That's the weird part. They're like, okay, yeah, that's what's we're strange. done. We're just going to try and hold them off for the rest. And here's the thing with Dalvin Cook right now. He has missed six quarters of play. He's had a bye week, yes. and he's missed six quarters of play. And he is still the number two fantasy running back out there behind Alvin Kamara. And that is insane because this last week, not that every week he played before that wasn't good because it has, it's almost been at least 20 points a week out of him in the flag league. But this last week was a 54 point week and that vaulted him right up there and right in front of Derrick Henry, who's played every game and had his bye week. 
So the difference between I those is what, 17 fantasy points, but seven points per game, and that is amazing. Yes, I think what we've learned now about Dalvin Cook is that there's a big difference between Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. <laughs> yes, there is. There's a, I, I didn't think there was a big difference. I honestly, I looked at Madison. I thought the guy's just as talented, maybe not, you know, maybe not just as talented, but enough talented to where it's not going to affect the team much. Clearly, we've Clearly. seen that it does, and Delvin Cook is a monster, and he's going to he's gonna have a really good rest of the year as long as he stays healthy. Yep. And that's key. Of course, that is, will always be the thing with Delvin Cook. You know, I have yep. been on Delvin Cook since he was a rookie. I wanted the Eagles to draft him the year he mm-hmm. came out, and we did not, and I am still very sad to this day because <laughs> uh, not that I don't like Miles Sanders, but he's been hurt. Again, it's the same issues, and yes. if I had to take one over the other, I'd still rather have Dalvin Cook rather oh, than Miles Sanders. Sure. So, for sure. Oh well, hundred percent. We'll we'll work with <laughs> oh, what well. we got. Sounds like an Eagles fan. <laughs> hey, still first place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on oh. to another heartbreaker for Justin Herbert. This guy mm. cannot get his defense to give him a win. I just don't yeah. get it. He is out there performing. Granted, he threw two interceptions, so he had some mistakes this game. But the Chargers should have won this game. They really mm-hmm. should have. Drew Locke did not deserve the win. The Denver Broncos on the ground were amazing. I mean, uh, just look, Philip Lindsay, six carries, Phillip 83 Lindsay. yards. Whoa. Oh, yes. He was questionable, so I took him out of a couple of lineups. Like, well, oh. yeah, it, I don't oh. think it mattered in the lineups that I took it out of anyway, but I had a bunch of bench points in the big money league. Uh, I mm-hmm. still won, but I had a lot of points on the bench this week. So mm. I'm hoping that I can make the right calls going forward because now all of a sudden I have too many options. And I don't know who to play because it's all just a bunch of guys that were, okay, well, if they start breaking out, then I know I've got somebody. And now I don't know who to play because they're all doing about the same, but not doing it every week. Now i got to choose the right guys. But anyway, the Broncos actually had some offense. Uh, Noah Fant finally got a bunch of targets again, seven catches for 47 yards. Jerry Judy had 10 targets, only caught four of them, but still had 73 yards. And yep. Deshaun Hamilton even came in and hit yeah. four for 82. So there was a bunch of offense enough out there that going forward, maybe you're okay with playing some Broncos offense, but I just sure. did not sure. expect it out of the Broncos. I'm I'm playing Philip Lindsay everywhere I got him yep. because the guy, he, to me, he's the better back. He clearly to me is he's better. He plays with like electricity. He looks like the guy that he was last year. I, I don't think he's lost anything. And I think Melvin Gordon is end up. He's going to end up taking a step back. I mean, just this last week, he, Melvin Gordon only play, had like eleven some points in fantasy, and Philip Lindsay's getting you sixteen and a half. So I, I think they're already saying that Philip Lindsay is probably the guy that gives us the more electric value, yeah, for that team. And 100%, I'm starting him everywhere I got him every week, If it, whether or not it's starting running back or in the flex position. Sure. But, I mean, this next week is going to be a bye week uh, monster anyway, so you might yep. as well just, if you got Phillip Lindsay, you're playing him, yep. especially against Atlanta. Especially oh, against Atlanta. definitely against Atlanta. Now, the only problem between those is, is Melvin Gordon still out-targeted him 7-3. to three. Gordon had six catches but only had 21 yards. So maybe they'll get – 
Philip Lindsay into that role as well because I would like to see Lindsay get more targets because he used to be good yes. in the passing game as well, and it doesn't seem like they're getting him involved enough. But he was six for eighty three on the ground. He had a touchdown. Yeah, if he, he was continues great. <laughs> to do that and get the receptions, the guy's going to be a monster. Right. I, I honestly don't think there's any reason for them to continue going with Melvin Gordon as their quote unquote lead guy mm-hmm. because he's just not he's not that anymore. Philip Lindsay needs to be the lead guy, and Melvin Gordon could be the fill in. You know, uh, third down guy, not even third down guy. I didn't yeah. want to do that. Just a guy that gives Philip Lindsay, Lindsay some rest when he needs it. That's all I really want to see him be. I don't know what they're going to do, but yep. I think, I think Philip Lindsay is going to give you a lot more fantasy production as long as he's healthy and doesn't get right. another concussion, but he did play. So it didn't matter. Yep. But as long as he's out there, I think he's going to give you some, some good points, some solid consistent points. And that's what I'm about. I'm about the consistency. And a guy that I had on the bench this last week, but played the week before, and they did exactly the opposite of what I wanted him to do both those weeks, was Mike <laughs> Williams. He had five for 99 oh. and a touchdown this week after only having, like, one catch the week before. So he's one of those guys that, yeah, I'm glad I took him in the 13th round mm-hmm. or whatever and stashed him on the bench because he has had some good weeks, but I can't seem to put him in when he's actually yeah. having those good weeks. If you have him in best ball, he's giving you a couple yes. of weeks. But then other than that, it's really been very... Yeah, right. Because week one was okay, ten points. Everything else was terrible outside of the twenty-eight and a half and the twenty-one point yeah. nine points that you got last this last week. I mean, so I, it, it's, I'm somebody that's never a huge fan of Williams because of stuff like this. And like I say, consistency, and that's clearly not consistent. No. But if it's best ball, I completely understand it. Right. And then, uh, of course, Keenan Allen did his thing, and Justin oh Jackson was—Justin <laughs> Jackson was pretty good. He didn't get in the end zone, but he had enough yards, both rushing and receiving, to make it worth it. And then Hunter Henry has just kind of not been great. Yeah. He's okay. He either gives you a five points or like twelve points. That's where he's at, and mm-hmm. nothing is. he's not giving you one of those great weeks where you're like, all right, he's got it in him. And Justin Herbert's liking him. He's, he's getting like four or five targets and that's not enough for Hunter. It's really strange because Herbert in college liked to target the tight end. Right. So it makes you really think like, what is happening here? Why is he not targeting Hunter Henry more than, more than what he is. I mean, getting five points each week is not going to give you anything that you need. Now, obviously, the start of the season was actually fairly consistent, but it's been very inconsistent yeah. as far as as far as the last, like, five weeks. It's almost six, five, and five. I mean, with that one week, mm-hmm. he had a 13-point game in between there. But the guy, I can't – I really thought Hunter Henry was going to be the going to be the stuff this year, but it – Hey, let's just be wrong. thankful I mean, that he stayed of... healthy the whole year. Maybe he'll build more of a rapport. Maybe he will be a playoff fantasy monster, and yeah. we'll have him stashed away, and nobody else will have him. Maybe that's what it'll be. We can hope. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Nick Foles versus Drew Brees, which ended up going into overtime. I'm not <laughs> sure how because... I... I don't know how the Bears are staying in these games and possibly either. winning some of these games. I know they didn't win, but they beat the Buccaneers, who you would think they're not going to lose to very many teams, no. but yet they lose to the Bears. And then the Bears come out here, and they play against the the, the team that you think has no chance they're going to win this game. There's no chance right. they're going to beat 
the Saints. And yet they they were losing for the majority of that game. They came back, tied it up, yep. got in overtime, and they still lost. But it's like, how? I don't know. They aren't that good of a team. They really aren't. But yet they're still getting the job done, which has to, something to do with the coaching. Yeah. I don't know if it's the head coach, the defensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator, something there is clicking enough to where they are gelling to win and to get into games where they shouldn't be winning yeah. at all against the Saints, and yet they still had a chance to win that game. So something's going right, but yet at the same time, you know they're not going to be that playoff team to where they're, anybody's going to be afraid of them. You're not going to be yeah. afraid of the Bears no. if you're a playoff team. Everything changes once the playoffs start. Right. And if the Bears are still a playoff team, I can't imagine they're <laughs> going to be any good. But they could still fall out of the playoffs. They really could because there's a lot of teams that are that are fighting for that playoff spot. There's seven seven spots, but there's a lot of them still going at it. And there really there really is. There's a lot of teams that have more than six wins or five wins, whatever it is. They're they're and the Bears have oh, five and three now. Yep, so that's that's probably not even good enough anymore. Now remember, if they're a playoff team, I will own a Nick Foles Bears jersey. Just saying That's that true. again. I, I I I want them to make the playoffs just just for that. because of that. Now, <laughs> one of the great upsides of the Bears, at least for this game, was the fact that Anthony Miller got targeted eleven times. Eight yeah. for 73. That That's a good game for Anthony Miller. Maybe get his confidence. Maybe he could be one of those sneaky guys that gets you to the playoffs or have some decent uh, playoff games for fantasy football. But we'll see because um, it's the Bears. Yes, and speaking of the Bears, which we are, and they're 5-3, and three, and they are now the eighth seed. So, yes, they are out of the playoffs, even with the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. So it's Seattle Buccaneers. Packers, Eagles, for some <laughs> so stupid. Hey, so bad. we're division winners right now. Yes, I know. Eagles, <laughs> um, Saints, Cardinals, Rams, and then the Bears. Mm-hmm. So they're five and three and still not in the playoff picture. Yep. And then as far as the Saints go, it was pretty much all Alvin Kamara. Jared Cook got a yep. touchdown. Yeah. We knew that was a high possibility with Michael Thomas still out, and Emmanuel Sanders still out. Yeah. And now yep. it didn't matter because the lineup I had this person in was just not good. But I was looking <laughs> at all the positions, and I wanted to save a bunch of money at tight end. And I was going down and going down, looking as cheap as I could go. And I got to somebody. I was like, you know what? Because Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are out, why don't I just put Taysom Hill in my tight end position? And he actually got a touchdown this week as a tight end. I was like, well, I didn't think it would necessarily be because he was lined up at tight end and maybe one of those gadget plays or something. But I figured, oh, maybe they got to use some gadget plays this week to score points because, you know, their top two wide receivers are out. So I got really lucky and I got like like (laughs) four times, you know, four X versus his salary as far as points go because he was only like 3,000 or something. But I thought that was kind of fun that I just happened to play Taysom Hill (laughs) one week. (laughs) Like, why would anybody play Taysom Hill? I should have went back and looked and seen what the percentage owned was. You're probably the only one. You're probably the only one. Well, we'll go to Seattle and San Francisco and – like I was telling Tom before the show, I had heard something about the wide receivers for the Seahawks. 
And if you're playing DFS, this is more what it applies to. Because if you have either of these guys in season long, it's not like you're benching them. But in DFS, if the defense the Seattle Seahawks are playing against rely primarily on man-to-man, you want to play DK Metcalf. And if the defense the Seahawks are playing primarily rely on the zone, you want to play Tyler Lockett. And it, so far this year, has been 100% correct, I believe. And I I put DK Metcalf in multiple my DFS lineups, and obviously that was the right thing to do. So I'm not sure why that's working as well as it is because you would think like, Hey, we're that team that we play man to man. Maybe we should get some help on the guy who's going to have to play DK Metcalf, or maybe it just doesn't matter because we've seen DK Metcalf just destroy corners, whether it be by power or speed or both. He is just an unreal specimen out there. Now I do want to say that I absolutely hate DJ Dallas because I was playing against him in like two leagues this weekend. I'm like, why? The one time DJ Dallas actually gets some carries in a league because Rashad Penny wasn't ready to go, he gets a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. It's not like he did a bunch, but he's still with two touchdowns. So anybody out there that happened to play DJ Dallas, congratulations, but I hate you because it ended up destroying <laughs> me in one league. So didn't like now that. when it comes to when it comes to the bills because that's who the seahawks play next uh-huh. week for their defense it's weird because and this is according to uh, pff.com they they are known for their zone scheme but they've been pretty good against uh when they do play man for the most part they're sticking with the opposing receivers okay. uh this season and on 59 targets with the bills in man this year buffalo has allowed only 19 first downs. Ooh. So it's going to be interesting to know which one of those guys you're going to play because they do play the zone scheme pretty well. That's their primary thing. But when they do go to man, it's it's a little bit, they're good on Interesting. both sides. So, yeah. Interesting. I, if I had to pick somebody this next week, I would probably pick Tyler Lockett only because the Bills cornerbacks are really pretty darn good. Tredavious yeah. White yep. is an amazing cornerback and if he's matched up on DK Metcalf I can't see DK getting 15 targets and 12 catches against Tredavious White but I don't know man he's huge and he's fast I the I I think Metcalf is just something uh, it's another level he is just a beast and I I said this when he came out of out of the draft I knew he was going to be the best receiver in that draft Mm -hmm. and and I know everybody passed him up, and, and it kept going Multiple down. Multiple times, and the Seahawks finally got him. <laughs> I just, I think he's just another level guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if he goes against him and he does really well. Okay, well that leaves us with the San Francisco 49ers, who we talked about a little earlier. They are just <sighs> down to their last uh, little bits and pieces of offensive play callers. So um, it, it's basically Brandon Ayuk. And then maybe whatever tight end they have, uh, Kendrick Bourne had 10 <laughs> targets, so that was good. But, my goodness, they they don't even have a real running back on the roster because Jared McKinnon just man. is done. Jamichael they, Hasty only averaged 2.4 yards a carry despite getting a touchdown. And Nick Mullins or and or C.J. Beathard is going to be their quarterback. So, uh, they got nothing. 
Mullins is going to be your quarterback. Your running backs are all hurt, like almost all of them. And then you got uh, your your wide receivers are almost all hurt. You're tied in. The guy that everybody loves and Kittle is hurt. He's done. You got nothing. Nothing. The entire offense is just complete garbage right now. You can't expect him to give you anything in fantasy football. I'm staying completely away from him. Yep. Um, Except yeah. for Ayuk. I, I would I would play him in some situations, but for the most part, I'm staying away from all of them. Yep. Well, let's move on to that Sunday night game, which, again, started off as a stupid roller coaster for me as an Eagles fan because we were actually down 9-7 to seven going into the half, and we had yeah. many opportunities, many opportunities, and Wentz had a couple of just bad interceptions. I don't know. He didn't look good. He didn't he look didn't great, look but good. he made some really good throws, too. There was a couple of just, like, dime drops over the top of defenders. Um, Travis Fulgham, still doing yeah. it. I, I, yep. I have no explanation. This guy is still <laughs> doing it. Jalen Rieger came back, uh, scored his first NFL touchdown. Dallas Goddard was back, but he only had one yeah. target. Uh, what, and what, what's your view there? Because I need your expertise well, on Dallas Goddard. I was watching is... that game with Joe, and okay. the first half it was kind of – I wasn't really paying too much attention because we weren't scoring, and we were letting the Cowboys have – field goals and I was just like what is going on I was like more focused on the defense at that point and then when the second half started I started watching a little bit and as soon as I started yelling at the tv I was like are you gonna throw it to Dallas Goddard or not and they threw it to Dallas <laughs> Goddard but then that ended up being the only um pass that he caught and the only target that he had so it was it was weird we just we didn't need to do a lot on offense. That was the problem yeah. with this game was Ben DiNucci was just not good. It was just terrible. And Zeke, again, not 100 yards on the ground. Michael Gallup had a bunch of catches. Dalton Schultz had a bunch of catches. And then after that, it was terrible. We got a fumble for a do touchdown that shouldn't have been probably. But, um, yeah. Do you expect Goddard? to be better in the weeks to come because he had 80, he was on the field for 84% of the snaps, 53 oh, yeah. snaps. So it's not like he wasn't there and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't getting acclimated back into the offense. Right. He was on the field more than he was in week one. So do you expect this type of thing to continue or do you think it's going to get better um, in the next coming weeks? Oh, I, no, it's, it's going to get better for sure. I mean, okay. I have no doubt about that. This was just a weird week because we only had 15 completions in the air. So there wasn't a lot to go around anyway, but we have the bye week. So he's going to get a rest. He played a bunch of snaps. I think they were probably, and he is a better blocker than Zach Ertz was. Um, That's true. So they were probably holding him back there. Since we actually have a couple of receivers that can catch the ball now, we can throw to our receivers and keep him in to do some extra blocking, whether that stays that way going forward because Lane Johnson, he didn't have an injury tag going into Friday night. And then all of a sudden, like Sunday morning, he was questionable again and ended up not playing. Jason Peters went down and back and in and out. And our offensive line is just so all over the place that if our offensive line woes continue, and our wide receivers continue to actually be decent. Dallas Goddard may be used as a blocker more often, and that could hurt him. If that's the case, if that's the case, 
I'm looking at Jalen Rager, and I'm thinking that's oh, somebody yes. of real value. And he yes. might be available, and probably is, in a lot of your leagues. So I would assume that that's something you want to go out and look and uh, pick up at and this point. They were also taking a lot of shots down the field to John yes. Hightower. That was one yep. of the interceptions that happened. Who It was just a bad like throw, or I don't know if Hightower maybe slowed up a little bit. He had something. How many it, targets did Hightower get? He had three targets, no catches, because they were all deep, okay. and he couldn't come down with anything. So basically, every time he's on the field, <laughs> he, he I'm serious, because he was only on the field for 16% of the yes. of the plays and only 10 snaps. Mm-hmm. So if, if he's on the field, there's a big chance <laughs> that he's going to be targeted. So just yeah. look for Hightower on the field if you're going to play him. Oh, yeah, all, every time. Really I was looking at him every time. I was like, all right, here we go. If we got if, he, if Wentz has time, he's going deep this play, and he mm-hmm. pretty much did every time he had time. So uh, we'll see. Definitely something to keep an eye on. And, of course, like you said, we have a bye week this week, so yep. nothing yep. to look f- uh, for there. Um, then the last game, the Monday night game, which I did not watch a single minute of. I almost forgot <laughs> that there was a game. I was doing some other things. I was streaming some gaming and whatnot. Um, and then all of a sudden I looked, and it was at the very end of the game, and the Giants almost came back. Unreal. Uh, we don't – what was the thing that I read? It was a Giants fan saying, well, I guess I have another 14 years of wondering whether or not our quarterback is good or not. Because <laughs> like, we never know. Like Daniel Jones, just he tried so hard. But for whatever yeah. reason, it just isn't quite coming together. So I don't know uh, much to say about that game. There was a lot of uh, completions from Daniel Jones, but not a lot of yards. Yeah. Sterling Shepard was fine. Evan Ingram for tight end was fine. And then, like you said, the Tampa Bay offense, they just kind of spread the ball around. Yep, just when we yep. thought Mike Evans was getting phased out of the offense, he gets five for 55 and a touchdown. Gronk has been steady and yeah, he's going. He's fine. He's then some guy named Jaden Mickens gets eight targets, and Scotty Miller gets <laughs> six targets, and Leonard Fournette gets six targets, and Ronald Jones gets four targets. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so. Can I just say, I'm not going to talk about the Buccaneers right now, because I think we're all are on the same page with the Buccaneers. We know what's going to happen there. We yeah. know Antonio Brown's coming back. But I, I just want to talk about Sterling Shepard mm-hmm. because I I was always somebody who's on Sterling Shepard when he's on the right. field. And you were right about it too because you're like, well, he's, how many times is he going to be on the field? I mean, he's missed four games so far mm-hmm. this year. So before the beginning of the season, I'm saying when he's on the field, he's somebody that's giving you a solid games. And you're saying well, he's got to be on the field. And so I think we're both kind of right here. We are kind of right, <laughs> both of us. Because yeah. he's, he's giving you 13.5 points per game. And the last couple of games have been actually pretty solid. Good 18 points out of each one of those games. So I think going forward, if he's on the field, I'm playing him. I'm playing him every time. Yeah. Just flat out because I think he's going to get targeted quite a bit. You know, the weirdest thing about this game, because uh, we have questions, which Giants players stood out to you? Nothing really stood out other than what you're saying, Sterling Shepard. He was on the field. He was healthy. He got 10 targets. Evan Ingram's got 10 targets. Darius Slayton got 10 targets. Golden Tate got the touchdown. The weird thing about this game was I saw Alfred Morris had running statistics for the New York Giants. I was like, wait, what? Alfred Morris? It's like, why, why, man? Why? (laughs) 
What is going on there? And like, see, now that's something I can't answer. Right. There's no way I would expect ever that Alfred Morris is going to get eight attempts for 28 yards. Now I would expect the 28 yards on eight attempts. Well, but the eight attempts. Yeah. Why? I don't know. He's terrible, and we've just we literally just saw it. Eight <laughs> for 28. That's awful. <laughs> It's awful. Uh, and Wayne Gallman, <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot of people playing Wayne Gallman because Devonta Freeman was out. Um, yes. And he got the touchdown, but if he wouldn't have got that touchdown, it would have been a, a pretty poor performance for Wayne Gallman. So as far as people that stand out, uh, it's it's the Giants. This is the third time in the last four years that they have started a season one and seven. And the one season that they didn't start one and seven, they started two and six. So... The Giants just straight up suck. And this is ever since they took Saquon Barkley with the second overall pick. And guess what? Maybe a running back at the second overall pick is not what you should be doing as an NFL franchise. I mean, not saying Saquon would have been great if he didn't get hurt. And this team would have probably won a couple more games. But they'd still be bad. There's no question about that. (laughs) But they would have probably won a couple more games because Saquon does give you that, that edge to where He's such a good running back. He's going to win you a couple games, and it, we're halfway through the season. So I was, I would assume they'd give you, he'd give you like four games a year, right? You know, one game every quarter of a of a every <laughs> one game every four games, yep. basically. There you go. So <laughs> I got there, yeah. but um, so you're going to get four games there, and then they already won the one game without him. So it's like, oh, they're going to win five games, and that's still not good. But it's just crazy because. What? It might be enough to win the division. This year, yes. This year. That would be really stupid. That would I be. Really, I, I'm still rooting for a like five-win five team winning this division. You guys only have to win two more games. Mm-hmm. You still win the division. You got to lose one more time. to the. You got to lose to the Cowboys. You still play them another time. How, what else you got? You got the Giants one more time, or did you already play them? Uh, no, we got them one more time. We have each of the division uh, teams one more time. So Okay. You just got to lose one of those games. Yeah. And, and still win the, the division. Yeah. It's, it's, but you got to lose the rest. You got to lose the rest of your games. Yeah. You got to lose the rest of them except for the division games. Pretty sure we have a pretty yeah. brutal schedule coming up. So uh, Perfect. It's, Perfect. It's got Perfect. a chance. It's got a chance. Oh, it's going to be It's so great. I can't <laughs> wait for this to happen. I'm predicting it. Okay. Five and whatever it is. Five, ten, and one. Buy, or no, five, ten, and one. <laughs> five, ten, and one. That is going to be a division winner hosting oh. a home game. I can't wait. Can't, can't wait. wait. Hey, as long as they make it, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Get a shot. It'll be the first sub-500 team to win a Super Bowl. How about that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if that happened, the, I, it, I'd just blame it on the COVID year. I'd be like, COVID year means nothing. I'll take it. That's two Super Bowls in four <laughs> years. I'll take it. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, anyway. One, one, uh, no, no, I got finished. Carson, right. Carson Wentz gets the COVID year, and then he also doesn't win the Super Bowl the other year, so... It's almost like it doesn't matter. Carson Wentz is no fun. I'm take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's <laughs> all, all right. I'm gonna say. I'll we take can it. move on. Okay, uh, let's go to Week Nine and run down those games really quick. Obviously, we said the first game of the week on Thursday is Green Bay versus the depleted San Francisco 49ers. Yes, Adams. Green Bay is Adams. without Aaron Jones, Adams. without AJ Dillon, and without. Um, Jamal Williams, so uh, it's not going to matter. Yes, if said. they're smart, <laughs> if they are smart, they're going to do everything possible to stop Adams. Just 
double them up Doesn't every matter. single time. Doesn't matter. Every time. <laughs> I wouldn't even pretend that you're not doubling them up. I take two cornerbacks and line them up directly. <laughs> I, I, seriously, the guy is the you only line one guy. up on him man to man press coverage, and the other just slightly other behind him yeah, for you to press him. And then if he gets away from me, you got the other guy already running with him. That's all you got to do. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I agree. I mean, honestly, that is probably the smartest thing to do. No, no team's ever going to do it, but I think it's probably the, they're they're not going to run the ball. They don't have the best three guys they have. They just added Williams, uh, whatever his name is. I can't remember Dexter. his first name. Dexter Williams from the practice squad, and he's probably the guy that's going to get the bulk of the carries, which I would assume is going to be like five carries. They're going to pass, 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 and it's going to be Adam yeah, as long Adams, as he gets Adams, a touchdown Adams. and I get him in my super flex dynasty. I don't care. That's all I need out of him. <laughs> Just one touchdown, rushing, receiving. Don't care. But yeah, it's <laughs> Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers seem like they would be a good play this week. Everybody else is going to be very, very questionable. Even Brandon mm-hmm. Ayuk and whatnot. Um, yeah, I wouldn't even touch that team. I have not heard. I know you said something about um, Alan Lazard possibly coming back. I don't. I don't know. think so. Not this week. Not this week. I just week. think it's going to be soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing anything about Lazard, so it's probably not this week. Um, definitely. Yeah, it says he's not. Oh, he's not playing Sunday, so I, uh, I don't know about Thursday. They haven't said anything yet. Haven't heard a thing. So, well, we'll keep an eye on it. But if he does come yeah. back, that could be a good uh, guy to get in your lineup if you're having some bye week woes this week. That's true. That's uh, true. And then you'd mentioned earlier Seattle and Buffalo uh, with the Buffalo defense having a little bit of zone, a little bit of man. Uh, we'll see yeah. if uh, one or the other will take hold. I am betting it's a Tyler Lockett week. Um, okay. but we will see. You still got to play them all because Seattle's defense isn't the greatest in the world. So Josh Allen still should be an okay play, and you're not benching. I mean, if if you if you don't play Metcalf, you're dumb. Well, yeah, you're I'm stupid. just I'm just talking about for <laughs> DFS purposes. You're you're still putting them. I'm just saying for DFS purposes. I would rather yes, go yes. lock okay. it this week over DK. But that, man, I wouldn't. I still can't do that. I mean, <laughs> just look at what DK's done. I I know we've already talked about the the, the Seahawks, but twenty points week one, seventeen, nineteen, fifteen, thirty. One one week was eight point five, and then he had a forty one point seven. The guy's been very consistent. Yes. He's been over fifteen points every single week except for the one. It's. I'm sorry that that little stat you're giving me is not really <laughs> affecting my look at how DK Metcalf is as a wide receiver. He's a start every week, even in DFS. I don't care what it is. I'm still paying the money if I have the money for DK Metcalf. Right. I think he's a beast. All right, and we've got Baltimore at Indianapolis, both five and two. One expected to be five and two. One maybe yeah. not quite expected to be five and two. Um, and like you said, Philip Rivers last couple of weeks been looking good, but. Now they're going to be up against a much better defense than he's That's been playing. a good playing. defense, for sure. And um, guys like uh, Michael Pittman has just come back. They have all of their tight ends back, so maybe this is why Phillip Rivers has been better the last couple of weeks. He's gotten more people on the field healthier, although Jonathan mm-hmm. uh, Thomas, or Jonathan Taylor, sorry, he had yep. his worst game of the season, I think. But Jordan Wilkins came out, so we'll be monitoring that one. Oh, for sure, and that's going to be difficult to. I, I, I again, unless they tell me that Taylor is 100 percent ready to go, then I'm just not going to touch any of them. I can't. 
who do you think wins this game? Oh, man, yeah, I tell you. <laughs> I don't know I if there's against, a spread or anything yet, but... Uh, normally I go against Phillip Rivers, but there's something about the Ravens right now it just doesn't seem like they are full-scale clicking. So I would give the edge to Rivers, but there's no question I, that the Ravens could win this game and probably should win this game. But I think I'm going to give it to Phillip Rivers and the Colts for now. All right. So I am seeing right now the spread are the Ravens are two-and-a-half-point favorites. That's about right. So that sounds yeah. about right. I mean, if I had to put money on it, I would probably put it on Baltimore just because I know – like you said, Philip Rivers always is. Uh, yeah, oh well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm not, definitely there. not. Mu- I'm not putting any money on that game. No, nope. no chance. Uh, I'm not putting any money on the Houston and Jacksonville game either. A battle of one and six teams. That <laughs> is just, and I don't think Gardner Minshew is going to play. So let's see. What do they Jeez. have? That might be a good thing. That, <laughs> that be could be thing. a very good thing. <laughs> um, okay, Adam Schefter reports. Sixth-round rookie Jake Luton is expected to start in place of Gardner Minshew. Wow. Jake Luton. Uh, Okay. And he's getting the nod over Mike Glennon, who actually has experience in the NFL. So, Uh, I'm going to – what's the spread on that? Ooh, the spread on Houston and Jacksonville is – Houston is a seven-point favorite. Okay, I'm not taking that. I was gonna say if they're if they're favorites by like two, I'm, I'd take that. Yeah. There's no chance I'm giving seven points. Come on. <laughs> well, Come on. if Jacksonville had, pulls a Ben DiNucci, then seven points is probably enough to take the over on that one. But... I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm just <laughs> saying I'm not putting money on it. All right, all right. Are you putting money on the Chicago and Tennessee game? Chicago. <laughs> Man, they play good against good teams. I, I don't know. know what's happening. I can't. What's the what's the spread? Ooh, the spread on that one right now. Let's see. Chicago Titans are five and a half point favorites. It makes sense. It does. Um, I would. Ex- I expect them to win by five and a half or more. Well, not half, but <laughs> I expect them to win by that many or more. But again, I know something's going on with the with the uh, the what's the word, Titans. the gel of the, oh, of that yeah. team with the Bears. And for some reason, they stick with it. And I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears beat them for some reason. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what to think of that one. I do know that uh, I am confident in starting pretty much everybody on Tennessee. Doesn't mean they're oh, yeah, going to sure. win. Yeah. But, uh, again, by week, there's some guys out there like – Anthony Miller, who I talked about earlier, That's insane. guy you can yeah, stick in the lineup for this week if you've yeah. got some issues with your wide receiver position or a flex, uh, uh, would be okay with that. Nick Foles, if he has time, is still a good quarterback, but he has just not yeah. had the time uh, to throw the ball. Then yeah. uh, let's let's look up something before we get to this one. Uh, I <laughs> need to find. I'm assuming. Since it was a Thursday game last week, and it's a regular game this week, that CMC will be back. I think so. I don't <laughs> know. I, I well, maybe that uh, is that what you're looking up right now. Yes. And okay. Well, I'm not seeing too much of anything. It just says uh, 
It was a nice bounce back effort for Davis on the ground, making what will be probably his final start before Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Seemingly inevitable week nine return. Do you know who they're playing against in week nine? Week nine. I will tell I you that the team they're playing against is 11-point favorites. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's not the Steelers, is it? No, it is the Kansas City Chiefs. No, the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. I can't put money on that game either. If I did, though, it would be the Chiefs. Well, but yeah. having Christian McCaffrey back, it makes me very iffy on that. He'll get a ton of touches if he is back because yeah. if they got to try and keep up with the Kansas City offense. Yep. Welcome back, Christian McCaffrey, to fantasy football lineups. <laughs> this is the perfect one. Uh, yeah. We have a question down here. Would you start Damian Harris versus the Jets or Zach Moss versus Seattle in PP? are well based off of what zach moss did this last week i would start zach moss but that was a very strange strange game it was within itself it's the jets and if and if harris is going to be the guy going forward for that for this for next week it's the jets i mean you just saw what kansas city did to him but they didn't do anything on the ground yeah, yes, but I just it's just that they didn't have to. There's that's no true. there's no reason they had to. It's a different it's a that's a completely different team. But with Harris, he's getting the looks right now. He's he's actually getting the well, I'm not going to say the starts cuz I don't really know what's happening there, but the Patriots are probably going to win this game, I would assume. And I think <laughs> Harris is going to get at least 20 points. They're not going to be able to pass the ball. They don't have they don't have the guys to be able to catch the ball on that team like like they do on the Kansas City Chiefs. True. So you saw what the Chiefs did to the Jets' defense. It was atrocious that the Jets' <laughs> defense did. They didn't have to run the ball. So I'm assuming the Jets are going to get ran all over this week. And unless the Jets actually plan for the run game, I don't know. But I think Harris will give you a good 20 points. Yep. And I don't know what to expect of the other guy. Yeah, I, I would go safely for Damian Harris. Um, you would think that one at least gets you double digits almost no matter what. Um, it's at least 10 points. I mean, at the very yeah. least, you're getting 10. Zach yeah. Moss, he could just disappear. Uh, if it's it, a shootout they, in that game, you never know who's going to get all the catches. So They use that. They use Moss and Singletary so weirdly that it's it's very strange. It is nowhere That's near it. like we thought before the season started. At, uh, Zach Moss were... is averaging 10 points per game, 10 and a half points per game, and that's being boosted from last week. And last week was a very weird game, so I wouldn't put anything into that game. So well, he's, they probably, also, he's less than 10 points per game. They qualified this afterwards. What if I also have Devin Singletary? <laughs> <laughs> now that is a wrench being thrown into the mix for sure. I can't, I can't, play, I can't play Singletary either, so there's a... I, I, I'm I'm just gonna go with Harris this week. Yep. Give give if you it only have to play one a, a of few the more three. Weeks until, yeah. What's that? If they only have, if you can only play one of those three, I think it's I'm Harris. playing Damian Harris just for yeah. the the floor on that one because the floors on Moss and Devin Singletary are pretty low, but they can have good games. We've just seen it. They for both sure. had 80 yards rushing, but it was a weird game. The weather was a factor. And yep. Seattle is probably going to get a ton of points, so they're going to have to throw the ball more. And you would think it's probably going to be a more wide receiver heavy game for the Bills. So, 
And with Singletary, when they throw the ball a lot, Singletary doesn't get receptions. I mean, you can see just looking at Singletary from the last, from week one, yep. five receptions, two receptions, four receptions, five receptions, and then one, one, two, one. Oof. I mean, if it, if I wouldn't touch Singletary, if they're going to throw the ball that much, there's no chance I'm touching him. Yep, I have big ears. Well, then we move to Giants versus Washington. The Washington football You're team. Right <laughs> well, <laughs> perfect. Thank you for the follow, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, like I was saying, the Washington football team is actually favored to win this game, but Daniel Jones is three and zero in his career against Washington. <laughs> <laughs> that means nothing. That means I know it doesn't. Who th- this game is going to end up in a tie? Oh, I, I really hope it does too. I really <laughs> hope it does. That would be really. great. Uh, is there anybody that even sticks out to you in that game? I mean, obviously Washington. Uh, Again, if Sterling Shepard's playing, I'm playing him. Okay, and I, obviously I think that's Terry the McLaurin. Only thing I'm going with. <laughs> yeah, McLaurin, of course. And Antonio Gibson has silently, but quietly been decent. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find his stats really quick. Actually, if you, this last week they were on by, but the week before that 21 points, um, he's giving you on average a good 15 points per game. So okay. yeah, he, he's, he's been he's consistent. Fine. He's been giving you at least more than 10 points on each game. So I'm good with that. Yep. And then like we have in the chat here, NBA says, uh, Quit trouting out Alfred Morris and just stick with Wayne Gallman. If you're the exactly. Giants, please. What is happening with the Morris thing? <laughs> I don't know. Was he even was he even on the team? Was he on the practice squad the day the week before? I, you know, I don't know because it was a complete shock to me. Because, like I said, I didn't watch that game last night, and then all of a sudden I saw Alfred Morris had a stat line. <laughs> I'm like, wait. <laughs> is this a, is this a game like a Monday night score from like six years ago? Like what's going on here? <laughs> uh. I mean, I'm just looking at his stats. He had it's just the only game he's played in. It's not like we had any other right. inclination that he was going to be on, on. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. They gave him eight <laughs> touches. Eight. Eight. eight and it touches. was terrible. He was awful with them touches. All right, here's here's the tidbit I see on Alfred Morris. Uh, Morris saw just four fewer carries than presumed lead back Wayne Gallman. An interesting development for fantasy players who rostered Gallman this week. <laughs> Morris, who had a long run of 11 yards, didn't look half bad against Tampa. Devonta Freeman recovering oh, from one, an egg. Okay, yeah, hold on now. What, hold yeah, on. he had 8 for 28 and a long of 11, so he had 7 for 17 other than that. That's not half bad. That is terrible. That is just terrible. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, oh, moving. Man. Let's get off of this because we can't keep talking about the terrible New York Giants. Okay. Um, Detroit and Minnesota. Oh, man, this could be another huge game for Dalvin Jeez. Cook. I mean, I'd love for Thielen to get back in the mix, but if Dalvin Cook is running all over the place, no. they're not going to pass the ball again. They're, the reason they were – the weather was bad. Yeah, okay, true. so you have to imagine that they're going to throw the ball a little more, and it's just, it's just it's a different week. It's just completely different. I think Thielen's going to get back into the fold. There's no question. You, obviously, you're starting him. You have right. to. But there's I, – I think Cook's going to have a fine day, but it's not going to be a 54-point game. He's not going to get four consecutive touchdowns either. So I would imagine Thielen's going to give you a good 20 points, somewhere around there. And as far as the Lions go, we told you Kenny Galladay was going to be out. So – 
Marvin yeah, Jones Marvin Jr. Jones. If if yep. there's a possibility that you were able to get him because he wasn't doing very good, if you could have got him out of uh, waivers for some reason, does that's great. I mean, <laughs> but other than that, um, yeah. What else in that game do you even have to look forward to? We thought DeAndre Swift was coming back into his own, and then he absolutely stunk it up this last week. Yeah, and Carryon Johnson uh, got a receiving touchdown. So let, let me let me echo what you usually say about the uh, <laughs> Detroit Lions running uh, backs. You oh, can't trust them. You oh. can't trust them. Absolutely cannot. <laughs> Too bad because I really really like Swift. Yeah, but I know. I what know. You do? Uh, we got Denver and Atlanta. I, after Denver's game against the Chargers, they've got some offense. Both of these teams actually have offense. They have a combined total of five wins between the two of them and ten <laughs> losses. So this could be like a shootout if both defenses are terrible. That could be a nice little uh, DFS uh, game you pick a bunch of players from and hopefully they – duke it out but uh, so i'm gonna make a prediction on okay. this game i think the or i think the falcons are gonna win but that only because i think their offense is better and i think i'll play philip Lindsay from this game i'll play obviously julio jones from this game um i'd be okay with matt ryan from this game mm. if i had to um <laughs> other than that there's nothing else really sticking out to me i, really I do like noah to... fant coming back again his third game yeah. back after an injury i think he will be a good tight end play this coming week again check back on sunday morning and we'll we'll see what the injury designations and everything are with everybody but i do like noah fant maybe even hayden hurst this could be a good tight end game with as bad as the defenses are that we could actually maybe have some Confidence. Well, you're probably <laughs> playing Hayden Hurst anyway because the last few weeks have been really good with him. I mean, not really good, but good enough. It, it's startable, especially at the tight end position. You're getting 16, 14, 11 points for the last three weeks. So yeah. you're probably starting him anyway. But when it comes to, like, what stands out to you, what the guys that are going to win you games, he's not going to win you games. No, he's just going to make not. sure you don't lose. Yes. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we got – Las Vegas and the Chargers, again, Las Vegas seems to come to play when it's a good team, but when it's a bad team, they seem to not be very good because, yeah. you know, they got their butts handed to them when they played <laughs> against the Patriots, and the Patriots are not good. So They're I don't not. know what the They're heck not. is going on there. Um, obviously, you're not benching Josh Jacobs, but there's really nope. nobody else on, well, besides Darren Waller, I guess. There's nobody else Waller, I'm trusting yes. for the Raiders. Yeah. And as far as the Chargers go, there's a lot of guys I trust on that offense right now. Justin Herbert, yeah, if you've got him sure. as a quarterback, Herbert, yeah. keep him in there. Then both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen had great weeks, and Justin Jackson had a pretty good week this last week too. So it, it could be a good uh, good game for the Chargers all around. Can we just be done with Joshua Kelly, though? Because I'm just <laughs> I, I some people have played him last week, and I'm just sitting there thinking, no, you don't want to play him. You don't want to play no, him. No, no. Well, he had he had a, he had twelve points. I, I, he could give me something. He gave you four points. Mm-hmm. He gave you twelve points the week before, but he gave you four points this week. It, it, the last few weeks have been not good no. with him. Don't no. play him. It's been six, five, eight to twelve, yep. and then the four. No point. No don't point at all. Now, I think. I read something earlier. Let me see if I still have it up. Um, I'm not seeing it. I know it was something about the last time 
the Steelers were 7-0. and They lost. <laughs> and the team they lost against was the Dallas Cowboys. And that's who they're playing this week. I don't think there is a chance in hell that the Cowboys beat the Steelers this week, but it would be pretty funny. And I, I would, there's no way <laughs> it's just what's the spread on that. Tell me. Please. Ooh, that's a good question. That's going to be a good spread. What do we got here? Steelers and Cowboys. The Steelers are 13 and a half point favorites. I'll take it. So that is your big spread of the week. And yep, yeah. and I 100% taking that. <laughs> that. I mean, there's no question. They're going to win by more than We don't even points. know who the Cowboys quarterback is going to be exactly. this week. Dalton went on the exactly. COVID list. Ben DiNucci sucked so bad, they're like, I don't think we're going to play you anymore. <laughs> and we have Cooper Rush, who's still on the practice squad, talking about being the next starter, and Garrett Gilbert is the only other option right now. That's just bad. Have, just have Zeke be wild card the entire game. That's your best chance. Oh, boy. It's ooh. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, fire up, uh, well, I don't know. Who do you fire up? If it's going to be a blowout, can you even trust to pick a certain guy from the Steelers, you know, if you wanted to play DFS? Like, do you just play Juju? Do you go with somebody like Claypool? Are they going to try and get somebody involved that doesn't normally get involved? If if Johnson is playing, you're playing Deontay Johnson. Sure. But you got to know that he's playing, and from what I have heard, I, you just have to be a hundred percent before before you play him. I can't I can't stress the fact that when you are somebody that gets consistently hurt, it gets really really ugly when it comes to fantasy football. So that's somebody you got to keep an eye on. I don't know if he's playing or not, but I, I just saw I something that I did not what? see before. I just saw something and I saw it earlier as I was looking through it, and I didn't realize what I'd seen. There was a trade we didn't discuss. And I don't even know if you heard about it because it involves the Jets and the Steelers. I think was it Avery Williamson? It yeah. was Avery Williamson. The Steelers yeah, acquired him and a twenty twenty two seventh round pick from the Jets in exchange for a twenty twenty two fifth round pick. I don't know why I didn't see that earlier, but all yeah, of a sudden I saw, I saw Avery Williamson's but... name with a Steelers logo, and I was like, wait, what's going on? Why am I looking mm-hmm. at Avery Williamson right now? And, That's good uh, for the Steelers. He's that is give very him. good for the Steelers. Yeah, and it's fine with the Jets. It's whatever. At this point, we're going to be terrible next year too because the, the problem I'm having here is we're getting rid of a lot of our defensive players for the Jets, and I know I'm going to jet rant right now, yeah. but we're getting rid of a lot of defensive players for the Jets, which means – with these draft picks that we have, they're going to go with defensive players, and that's going to be really frustrating <laughs> for me. Uh, it's it's going to be we're, we're going to bring back the memes, aren't we? When yeah, uh, probably. Oh boy, probably. the Jets are taking another defensive tackle with a high pick! Hooray! What has been the worst thing for us this year? Not the defense; they're not great. No, but the worst thing for us a week: we can't score more than ten points. <laughs> Oh, anyway, boy. where were we? Um, <laughs> we were talking about which Pittsburgh wide receiver is going to do the best, and I just looked up Deontay Johnson. He came back into the game after doing something, but mm-hmm. he didn't seem hobbled. He just wasn't involved, and they didn't really you know, need him. It seems him, very but... interesting. I'm still going to – if I have them, I'm playing them. Okay. I'm playing Claypool, Johnson, and Juju at this point. It makes me a little worried, but if they're going to shoot him out and they just need to destroy him, then I'm imagining they're going to throw the ball a lot, too. I don't think the Steelers want to 
let up at all no, for any no. reason. I think they are a team that's going to shove it in your face, <laughs> and they're never going to stop. Uh, okay. Should I clip that one and um, put that as a sound they're bite? shove it in your face, <laughs> and they're never going to stop. Never going to stop. Never, never going to stop. stop. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will save that for later. But anyway, we have gone from start every wide receiver you have for the Dallas Cowboys to is there anybody you even want to start? Even Amari Cooper, I can't trust right now. He had a point and a half for me last week. I Can I even put him in the game? Probably not. You can't drop him, but you can't put him in right now. If you got something else, you have to go with it. If somebody man, you almost could drop in most leagues is CeeDee Lamb. It's like, I don't even know if you want him on your team anymore. Michael Gallup showed up after everybody else was overshadowing him. He actually it's, had a decent game. But it's now just, it's not Ben DiNucci. We don't know who the guy is going to throw to. It's just a terrible situation. Yeah. Just awful, man. <laughs> it's just, it's so crazy. And I say this every week. It's so crazy how much Dak Prescott really oh, meant to that team. My it's unbelievable. Goodness. Unbelievable. No. Obviously, I I hated on Dak Prescott, but I never said he was a terrible quarterback. No. I just didn't think that they were going to be a good team all around, you know. Anyway, but yes, yeah. you're you're not wrong. Dak Prescott was everything to that team. Oh, hundred percent. And 100%. Uh, yeah, so we'll move along to Miami and Arizona. That could be an interesting game. We get game two of Tua. And he we'll might have to there. actually really throw the ball a little bit this time because the Cardinals aren't going to let up either. They've got a pretty nope. darn good offense. Yeah. Chase this Edmonds the is the man. We get to finally put him out there for real in the podcast league. We have him just sitting mm-hmm. there waiting. He gets to go into the lineup now. He should be a pretty darn good play. And then, of course, you know DeAndre Hopkins is going to do his thing. As far as Miami goes... I think it's pretty much just like the Cowboys right now until we can figure out who their quarterback, if their quarterback is any yeah. good, who they're going to throw to. I, this, I can't put anybody out there. This will be the test for Tua. I think this is it. Like if he has a good game and they win this game, for sure. If they win this game, it doesn't it almost doesn't matter how they win this game unless it's completely defense, but there's no chance that's going to happen. So if they win this game and Tua looks good, They've done. They made the right decision, but if they don't win this game and Tua still gives you a ten-point fantasy game, you know one hundred percent that in the back of all of their minds is going to be: Would we have won this game with Fitzpatrick? Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Now the question is: What running back does anything for the Miami Dolphins? Is there a running back that can do anything? Are they going to activate Jordan Howard? Is Matt Brady going to lead the charge? They just traded for DeAndre Washington. Will he do anything? Is there even a point in trying to play a Miami running back? No, um, if it's... (laughs) That pretty much sums it up right there. Uh, Here's the tidbit that I have on the running backs for... Miami. Uh, Gaskin will presumably be stashed on IR. Dolphins acquired DeAndre Washington from the Chiefs. Um, It's a big blow for the Dolphins because Gaskin was doing great. Uh, It could be to the point where Jordan Howard might finally see the field, but now 
They're forced to duct tape and glue a backfield together out of Howard, yeah. Matt Breda, Patrick Laird, and DeAndre Washington. No. Without, Which Miami running back do I think will produce this game? None of them. Absolutely <laughs> none of them. Patrick Laird, maybe if they go down big and they have to throw the ball, every once in a while he's been a good receiving back, and that's if, it. Now here's what I'll say. <laughs> I've We've seen it early for the Dolphins. So if Jordan Howard, if he is active and he's actually playing, if they're at the goal line, I could see him getting a touchdown. In a standard league and you have bye week issues, I might play Jordan. I hope no, not. No, it's just ins- it's oh, insane. That's terrible. It's insane. It's so stupid. It's but yeah, dumb. Gaskins is the is the only guy you'd play normally. I mean, this is a, you'd have to be in a really a bunch, a really bad situation right. for you to consider one of these guys. So Correct. Please find something else. we got two games left, the Sunday night and the Monday nighter, unless, of course, something happens and COVID pushes anything back. But uh, yep. we haven't had that in a couple of weeks, so yeah. uh, we're on a good streak. But we have Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Um, are game. all the wide receivers going to be back for New Orleans? Finally, maybe. I haven't heard about Michael Thomas, but I'm pretty sure Emmanuel Sanders should Emmanuel be Sanders back. Should should be playing. I haven't. <laughs> it sounds like he's going to, but it was only a couple week thing. I thought with the COVID, you know, thing. So mm-hmm. I think he's coming back. If Michael Thomas is not playing, Emmanuel Sanders is going to feast. It's going to be a really good game for him. If Michael Thomas plays, I have no idea what's going to happen. And Zero. I have no idea. There's. Like, I, I'm not going to make a prediction, but I think it'll be a good game either way. Yeah, and there's still really no news about Michael Thomas going into this week. It's, it's, just, I don't it's know. so crazy. It seems like every week you're sitting there thinking, is he going to play? And then it comes down to like game time, and then, oh, he's not going to play. Yep. Oh, every cool. single week. <laughs> um, yeah, but other than that, now you have to make the decision on what wide receiver do you think is going to come out on top for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's Antonio Brown's first game. And First I game. think he's going to get force-fed the ball when he's on yep. the field. I think Tom Brady is yep. going to make Mr. Big Chest be a thing again. Yep. And yep. it's going to be frustrating for everybody because most season-long guys probably aren't going to put him in there for the first week. But it could be, yep. since it is a bye week thing, maybe he does get thrown in some lineups. Um, I He will be. He I'm will going be. to put him in some DFS lineups. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to take that chance yeah. because he's going to be well worth it. Um, I think Tampa Bay probably still comes out on top in this game just because New Orleans isn't Man, quite what they were. And if there's still no Michael Thomas, I don't know that they have enough firepower to overcome what the Buccaneers have been doing the last few weeks. Yeah, I just don't know. I can't tell you that the Buccaneers are going to lose this game, but I can't tell you that the Saints are going to lose this game either. Tampa What's Bay the spread on that is game? a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Tampa Bay is five-and-a-half? Yes. See, that's, I, can't I don't say know that, that I take the spread, happen. but I think Tampa Bay is going to win. <sighs> i almost tempted to take the Saints on this one, but that's hard because that's... you just saw them play the Bears, and – barely beat the bears right so i don't know it's it's i think it's gonna be a good game i think there's gonna be some points scored for sure yeah i think kamar is gonna have a fantastic day of course and if 
if Michael Thomas doesn't play, like I said, Manuel Sanders is going to feast. If he does play, I right. have no idea it's, what's going to It's going to be, we got to wait and see with Emmanuel, and that sucks, but because he has been good the last few games that he's been out there, if he is playing, you are playing him and putting him in your lineup. I'm just saying, if Michael Thomas right. does sure. play, I have I literally don't know what's going to happen. That's true. So, we'll see oh, what well. happens. Um, we have a couple more questions on there. Uh, will CMC okay. play? Will Aaron Jones play? They're killing me. Uh, yeah, I know, <laughs> Network. They're killing Aaron everybody. Aaron Jones is not playing. Aaron Jones is probably not playing, it sounds like. And CMC sounded like they were going to play him. They just kept him out because it was a Thursday yeah. game this last week. So, He'll get back in Although, there. Although I'm seeing, I'm seeing that Aaron Jones was limited participant in oh, Tuesday's walkthrough. That's at least some kind of sign. Just keep network. Just keep an eye on it. Yeah. But I would have to assume that he's not going to play. Because uh, it is a Thursday. If it was a Sunday game, it might yeah. have been a different story. But those dang Thursday games yeah. is uh, killing us. So we got yep. one one game left. Do you remember what game that is? Monday night. Monday night. Uh, I don't know. New England don't ask. and the Jets. Are we really on Monday <laughs> yes, Night Football? you are. Get out of here. This is going to be a horrible Monday Night Football game. They could have flexed this game and put something else. Nobody wants to see the terrible no. Patriots against the worst Jets. Uh, literally, <sighs> there is a chance that the Jets could beat the Patriots as bad as Oh, there's a playing. chance. I'm not saying they can't. I think they could. <laughs> it's just going to be if a terrible we, game. If we can get... If we can get our typical ten points in the first half, <laughs> and then and then not let them score more than ten points, we can win this game. Oh, good lord! So we don't have any good defensive players anymore because we keep trading them away. So is there anybody from these two teams that are going to be in people's lineups besides Damian Harris? Uh, yes. If Crowder plays, Crowder's. In. Oh, of I don't course. know if he's. Um, I um, did if, read something. Now I got to go look for it again. I read something about him. Where was it? New York. Okay. Wide receivers. Jameson Crowder. Um, the fact that he even made it to Sunday morning with an injury designation suggests that he will have a shot at returning for week nine. But the Jets have a bye week in week 10, so they may hold him out just so he doesn't get re-injured. So it'll be okay. probably another... Game time decision, but again, if he's playing, you play him because he has been absolutely fantastic. Every game yep. that he has been in this year, um, yes, I, I got to look at his stats. It's been a while since I've looked <laughs> at him because he hasn't played every week, but I'm guessing he has a pretty good average, so I can sort by that. Jamison Crowder, yeah. he's number five overall in average because he's only played in four games, <laughs> and he scored 27, 18, 27, and 12. So, yeah, if he's out there and playing, you play him. Yes? If he's not playing, and it's weird, <laughs> but I'll say take Braxton Burials. Yeah, eight because catches he's, for 30 he's the yards. Replacement. <laughs> he's the replacement for he Crowder. Is. He's he going to get the targets. Targets, 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 but he's going to get like 20 yards, and he's, you're going to get, if you get eight receptions, you're good. But that's basically what he gave you last week. Yeah. You get eight, eight receptions for 34 yards, and you got 12 points. Yeah. So, it, it, Barrios is somebody, if he gets a decent amount of yards, and he gets the good eight whatever receptions, six receptions even, as long as the yardage are a little bit better than 34 yards, <laughs> you're going to be okay. But, like, it, week three, he had four receptions, 
64 yards, and he had a touchdown. That's a possibility. Right. I could see that happening. And honestly, Mims could do something. He could. But we have to keep it together for the whole game. It can't be the first quarter and then goodbye, Mims. Like, this team is – Coached by the worst coach in all of football history. <laughs> yes. History. History. I mean, it's just it's we, we so are getting bad there. We year. are getting there to talk about the worst coach ever. I I, I can't argue it's about so it. Bad. And we've seen I mean, so seriously. many players leave him as their head coach and go to another team and be super successful. I mean, one yeah. of the first guys that was really talked about that was uh, Jay Ajayi. He got traded to the Eagles during the Super <laughs> yeah. Bowl year. He was doing awful in Miami, wasn't getting along, whatever it was in the locker room. They trade him halfway through the season to the Eagles, and he was an absolute stud in that yeah. three-headed backfield that we had during yeah. that year. And then you've got guys like Ryan Tannehill. Guess what? Yeah, guess what? We He's knew great. it. As soon as he got I was like, as soon as he can get in there for Marcus Mariota, <laughs> he is taking over, and he's not looking back. And we knew this because he was actually halfway decent he was. on the Dolphins with Gase. So you're thinking, well, he's got to be better than what people think then. Yeah. But that make that also makes me feel like maybe Sam Darnold just isn't the guy for the Jets because he looks so so bad. Like it's just it's not really him. He doesn't look terrible. Like it's just the team in itself looks so bad. So that's why he looks bad. Right. But it's just so it makes you think maybe he's just not good enough because Tannehill actually looked halfway decent with Gase. Yep. And that's why Gase got another head coaching prob- job because probably, Tannehill yep. was making him look halfway decent. Yep. Um, Network asks, is it time to drop James White? Man, I tell you what. Oof. it's He had a couple, He had a decent game like three weeks ago or whatever it was. And then it's just been very – it's been really bad, actually. I it's need to find point, him. <laughs> One New point England. and then six points this last week. So I would say you can go ahead and drop him, depending on what kind of league it is, but you can wow. drop him. James White, yeah, he had a nine. Then he was off two weeks because of the accident with his parents. Yeah. Then he mm-hmm. had a 16, uh, a bye week, and a 16, and then 1.3 and 5.9. Apparently – he is not the CMC to Cam Newton in New England yeah. because well, Cam are, Newton's not anywhere close to what Cam Newton was. Even no, CMC true. I just thought they'd utilize ago. a running back in that type of role. You would have thought, and you I mean, thought something going on James with that White was a guy. Team. I wish they would have traded him somewhere so he could have a, right. a better role Agreed. again. But yeah, completely that agree. is not going to happen. And then I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. We'll we'll end on <laughs> this note. Uh, okay. NBA. He he says. The NFL should have a lottery like the NBA so we can avoid the super tanking. Yeah. And it's not a half bad idea because normally when we had that worst team in the league, the teams were good-ish. They were, like, good enough to win a couple of games because there was a lot of times where a two- and three-win team would be the one that got the first overall pick, and there'd be multiple in that area. Now we've got a couple of teams that are just – super bad yeah and one that's super super bad that like there's nothing that can stand in the way of them getting the number one overall pick and i don't know that that should necessarily be the case yeah i mean it's clear the jets right now are tanking we're trading all of our guys away 
I mean, that's very clear. And we still haven't fired Adam Gaze. So it's very, very <laughs> clear that we're trying to, we're, we're actually trying to tank. Right. Um, if we were trying to win games, Adam Gaze would have been gone five weeks ago or probably after week two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I just, I don't know if I like the lottery system for the NFL. For the NBA, it's been there for so long that it just kind of feels like that that's what it is. Sure. But I just, it, there's something different about the NFL that makes you feel, I, yes, and the tanking is getting out of control. We've seen it the last few years, and it does seem like we're definitely heading in that direction. Before, it didn't seem like people were tanking. They were actually trying to win games because the NFL was typically that league where everybody still wanted to win that game. They played their hearts yeah. out. Yep. But when you're starting to, if you watch the Jets, you're just sitting there saying, we play our hearts out for a quarter. And then it's just <laughs> complete garbage after that. And we don't care because we're losing already. So it, it, it's it's tough. And I think what really started the tanking is when there was an 0-16 team. Yeah. When an 0-16 team happened, people said, okay, we're not going to be the first team to be 0-16, so we can totally not have to win. That's it's true. okay. <laughs> we're not that team. We can be the mm. third team to go 0-16, and, and it's okay. So I think that's part of it. I think people never wanted to be that one team that was the worst team of all time, and so they wanted <laughs> to win that game. They wanted to get there. But the Jets, there's no, there's no real – reason to win a game right now the only i i personally want them to win at least one game just because i don't want to be a team that goes 0 16 i don't think that is something that people will forget i'll never forget it if we go 0 16 no. i don't even i don't forget the year that we went 1 and 15 right i can't and that was like my first year that i was actually a jets fan <laughs> and that was that was hurtful i was like why oh, would you bad do choice that? why <laughs> would you do that you were so you know new and fresh in it you could have just pretended like you never started rooting and picked a whole new team yeah i probably could have done that but <laughs> no Gotta yeah. go with the Jets. I've always liked them for some reason, so that's yeah. who I picked. It's all the matters. Regardless. All right. Regardless. I was a child. <laughs> I was a child. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we've gone way over our allotted yeah, time like again. You. you wanted to get out of here in quick fashion, and guess what? It never is going to happen, no matter how hard we try. I don't think it'll ever happen. But we have come to a conclusion. We are done for the week. I appreciate everybody out there watching on Twitch and listening in podcast land. Um, We will be, uh, Sunday morning, we'll be up and uh, doing some lineup advice and uh, last-minute injuries and all that good stuff putting some uh, mm-hmm. dfs lineups in there so join us on sunday morning uh there'll be a tweet and everything out there for that so yes please join us then and uh, don't forget to stay fueled up until uh, thursday <laughs>